Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast with myself, Nile, and Andrea Cleary here. Hi. Hi. Hello, everybody. So it's the monthly episode where we talk about the music that we loved in the preceding 30, 31 days, month, calendar month, whatever it may be. And there's lots of albums to choose from this month. There's lots of Irish albums to discuss. There's a lot of things that were released in October. I think October is usually quite a busy month. It's yeah. kind of like get in before the end of the year kind of list stuff. I think it's the first of November here as we record. I'm already starting to think about, I mean, I need to start thinking about this. I've been thinking about it for a month or so, but the end of year lists mm-hmm. and how we're going to do them, what's going to be on it. And I think there are so many um, songs on a playlist that I have this year. I have a playlist called Current Listening. It starts January 17th, 2023, Mm -hmm. and there is now 2,576 songs on it, 158 hours, all album songs, all albums that were released since January. Some, so I think that's the thing I'm like finding it hard to get back to. I've said this before, but like getting back to listen to albums again. And even though there's plenty of stuff this month that I'll talk about later that I, I enjoyed, but I didn't get to listen to more than one or two times. Uh, we will briefly mention that later, perhaps. Um, I'm going to yeah. tell you the difference uh, between you and me, right? You've you've been keeping that uh, playlist since the 17th of January. I created a playlist last week called Albums 2023 because uh, I was like, oh, I better start thinking about this. It has one album um, <laughs> and it's Lana Del Rey's album because <laughs> I was looking up to see if that came out this year or not. And then I added it in and I was like, that's my, that's my work done now. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't name you an album that came out this year. I honestly, oh God, no, I'm going to have to do a lot of work. I I find it a bit overwhelming sometimes, you know, especially, you know, there was a recent chat in our discord 
uh, the Nightly Nine Discord about like the importance of or the whether people enjoy album reviews. And you know, album reviews can be brilliant; they can be great. But it's just so hard to find the time to dedicate it truly to what you want to do and and to give that album that time to anymore. to write them. Do you mean or to read them? Yeah, to write, but also yeah. just listen to it these days. I'm I think it's hilarious. Like I used to be like so into pre-release albums and stuff like that and be like great here's a pre-release album uh i'm gonna listen to it now i don't get near those pre-release uh streams anymore like i don't get near them unless it's something like i mean i had listened to the cmat one in advance because i was sent it and i was like grand i'll give this a go a few others the oxen one we'll talk about shortly uh, some other albums on on um in the last few months but very few albums you get a chance to listen to well yeah advance. i'm not reviewing so as many albums these days um because i'm not kind of writing for papers as much anymore but i review albums for uh arena now and then um but i've really found that like not having that sort of near weekly thing where you know, you're, I don't want to say forced, but you, you do have to, for work, listen to a new album or a pre-release album without any of the hype around it or without seeing anybody else's opinions around it. Um, and not, not doing that anymore has really changed entirely how I listen to music on a day-to-day basis. Um, which is interesting. I, I'm, I, I'm finding myself going through like, oh, this month I listened to this band and it's like, I'm actually spending like a whole month with a band uh, whereas I used to not have that time. And it's just a different way of listening, I think. It's it's the way I used to listen to music before I started reviewing things. But yeah, I found, I found it really interesting to like to do that. I do enjoy the Friday stuff, though, the, the new music we're listening to. I, like I haven't I paid could... attention to any like big release Friday in a well, really I mean, I long time. I do a time. list every Friday for that reason, because yeah. also I know what's going on. And I can mm. see how many albums are coming out. And it's kind of an exercise to me, I find, just to do it. And especially when there's so many like big Irish albums and Irish albums of note that are being released, I really, it, yeah. I find it really useful. Like readers and listeners may know that in the last while I have put together an Irish album upcoming release dates uh, page because it used to be one on Genius and it's no longer there. But even before the end of November, we're going to get the album albums from the scratch, Rachel Lavelle, um, David Holmes, John Francis Flynn, Nilo, Trough Adine. Uh, we have one today from The Line and yesterday, Girlfriend. So there's mm-hmm. loads of things to listen and loads of long form things still coming out. Usually November is kind of like, no, don't do that. That's too late. Mm. <laughs> but it's still happening. And uh, I think that's really interesting. Just I like, think November is fine, but just uh, not December. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me this year, November is going to be very different. I think we want to try and do a lot less. Well, yeah. Um, current stuff due to a the aforementioned uh baby we have on the way um so hopefully we'll be able to take some time off if the baby when the baby drops <laughs> so yeah when you're dropping know. the baby I mean, that's, when you're dropping that baby yeah um it's a funny one no i just need the time a baby it's finally about to drop that big 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 news coming soon i can't wait big for the, news coming the, soon. the first podcast that we have the baby on that's gonna be great <laughs> Oh yeah! Wow! Can't wait to hear the baby's <laughs> the baby's opinion on <laughs> on many things. <laughs> oh, that 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 is slightly freaking me out a little bit, <laughs> but in a good way. In yeah. a good way. We're good. very close now. End of the month. End of the month ish. We'll see. Anyway, 
Let's talk about the music that we love this month in that sure. context then. Um, what, out of the many, many albums that did and, and songs that did come across our way, what stuck with you? So let's start with yourself. What's your first choice this month? Yeah, what stuck with me mostly this month looking at my uh, choices is Irish music. Everything I have today except for one album is Irish. Uh, the first album I've chosen is from Oxen and here's a listen to Cruel Mother. She leaned her back against a thorn. She was all alone and lonely. Oxen is the first signing to Platter Records in 18 years, so quite a big deal. Uh, it's made up of Katie Kim, uh, Eleanor Myler, and two members of Lancome, uh, Rady Pete and John Spud Murphy. And I think, um, obviously, that is the, the vocal stylings of Rady Pete there, completely uh, unmistakable. Um, but I think that you can hear in it that there is, there is definitely a difference between the sound of this band and the sound of Lancome. The first time I heard that song, it does it does start out you know quite lancome ish you know you know doom folk the drone but then that that guitar comes in and it's much faster and it's much uh, it's much more kind of frantic than you'd expect you'd expect them to go the kind of the wild rover route and and have these you know long droning drawn out uh, tones but it there's there's something in it that kind of uplifts it a, a, a little bit more and, and so oxen was was originally a, a duo between uh, Rady and Katie Kim. Uh, they were playing shows together back in 2018, um, and then they 
they started to bring more more people in. Uh, back in 2018, they covered during those shows uh, one of my favorite songs. I think one, one of your favorites as well from an album that we love on this podcast, um, which is Maya Sophie is the wife of Michael Cleary. And their their uh, rendition of that song is on this album as well. Um, and it sounds like this. I was so happy when I heard that song that they retained the like the slight little chord change when she sings Oh the Mess. It's my absolute favorite part of Maya's original um original song. It's just a, it's such a like a moment of like levity and lightness and it's so beautiful and and they retained it in this version as well and I was so so happy. I th- I think that's an outstanding cover of that song and you know I was sharing on Inst- Instagram earlier today and just saying that you know I could hear a million renditions of that song and it would still um it would still send shivers down my spine. I think it's just I think it's an absolutely outstanding song and they did such a good job with it you can tell they took a lot of care with it and they really tried to create like the atmosphere around it and I think with Maya's song Maya's version and and the Oxen version they feel to me like kind of two sides of the same coin you know there's like like kind of light and dark and oh it's so amazing um and yeah, and then another track I wanted to highlight from this record. I mean, they're all great. Um, every, well, there's only six tracks on it. So, yeah, but so I'm, I'm 45 minutes in length. I'm so. playing half the album here, <laughs> but there's a song uh, that I really love called "Love Henry." I think it has a real sense of like folk horror about it. And when you listen to this, just imagine it in like a Mark Jenkins film or like you know, like a real I don't know some kind of folk horror set in like rural ireland or something um it's a it's a story it's about very appropriate that the red light of the artwork is uh, reflecting on my face in a, it is in a actually yeah you look kind of spooky <laughs> <laughs> but this is a story about a, a murder that i won't go into now because i think it's best heard kind of unfolding in in song form so yeah this is love henry
I just think it's amazing the depth of tone that they manage to get to throughout the album, but particularly when that like really deep kind of vroom comes in in that part of that track and it still sounds beautiful. It's like it's beautiful and scary and unsettling at the same time. It's it's like the tone, the tone like between between those two things is so perfectly balanced. Um and overall I think the album is like complete completely just like masterful. It's exactly what you'd expect. Like it's as good as you'd expect it to be from these four musicians, you know, each of them incredibly accomplished in their own right. And as always, Rady Pete just being like one of the country's best storytellers as well. It's it's an amazing album. It's gotten amazing reviews, you know, five stars in The Guardian. The Guardian seemed to love Rady yeah. <laughs> and Lancome and this project as well. And it's been received really, really well. So um, I'm delighted to see yeah. that. I think the Guardian Review is the one that says it's two members of Langham. I guess like John Spud Murphy isn't technically a member of Langham, but he is the fifth he's, kind of, he's the producer, right? He's, he's yeah. Like, I mean, and if, if, if you're talking about the percolator. sound of Lancome and the sound yeah. of Oxen, you can't not like make that link, I think. Yeah, but also in Percolator with Elner Myler, yes. who plays on this as well, plays drums, I believe. Um, yeah. And uh, Katie Kim as well. I mean, the other two songs I could play as well because... They do a wonderful cover of Katie Kim's own song, yes. The Feast, which yeah. is great. And then the final track, which is uh, uh, Farmer in the City, a Scott Walker cover, which is very sound suited this week. Fantastic. Maybe 13 minutes long. Yeah. Really love that. So uh, I really enjoyed that myself. Couldn't go to the gigs this week, but they were long sold out, the ones in the Sugar Club. We'll see. And they also played Cork Jazz Festival last week. So interested to see if there's more f- from this band to come or will there be other things that happen as mm. other releases or other things down the line or is it very much like a limited thing that they wanted to just work on and glad it made it possible so yeah very very interesting so interesting to see that um come out and really like it it has lived up to like you say six six songs 45 minutes long uh, yeah really really good but really just good. pack such a punch like just so so brilliant and and such a nice uh Bonus for fans of Lancome as well, because like, you know, we've been having this kind of this folk moment, this trad moment, whatever it is that Lancome are doing and are navigating. And it's really nice to see kind of more musicians being brought into in into the mix, like literally um, like a lot of collaboration, you know, folk music and traditional music is all about collaboration. So it's um it's nice to see that play out when it's you know, when it's happening in the industry and when you have record labels and gigs and so on going on, it's nice to see that the spirit of collaboration that is at the heart of these genres is is being retained. So, yeah, I think that's lovely. For sure, for sure. And also worth mentioning, since it's a rare gig for for them and also worth uh, supporting as well, uh, a gig announced today, the gig for Gaza happening in Vicker Street on 28th of November uh, Lancome, Mary Wallopers, Damon Dempsey, Lisa O'Neill and more uh, all playing that. So a rare Lancome show. Now, what, what I would like to see is a <laughs> Lancome and Oxen doubleheader. That'd be something else now. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but maybe maybe someday soon. Uh, anyway, rem- reminder to anyone who, like me, thought, oh, I'll definitely go to this gig. Uh, you're going to off menu that night. You can't go. So just bear that in mind. Where's that on? Canal Theatre. What's that called? Oh, yeah. Okay. The Borgosh. Is that it? 
Borgosh Energy Tea there. Yeah. So good. I was in the group cool. chat and I was like, oh, now we know Ray DP isn't the guest on off menu. Sake. <laughs> <laughs> Sake. <laughs> okay. Well, it's time for me to pick an album as well um, from an Irish artist. Uh, one that came out also last week. Last, um, So it is the second album officially even though it doesn't feel like the second album, it feels like the third, maybe. From Kojak, it is Phantom of the Afters, the second album proper from the Soft Boy Records co-founder and kind of their marquee artist. Um, he has been developing his craft for a number of years now. He's just such an interesting hip-hop artist. An Irish hip-hop artist who does his own thing, who remains interested in challenging. Uh, he he likes, I think he likes to work within the album confines as well. I mm. think you're seeing that. You've seen it with Delhi Daydreams when it first came out, a short album about, you know, being, uh, you know, kind of a worker and then, uh, you know, daydreaming about what you could be and where, where you could go and, and, and embodying all that and then ca- encapsulating a bit of Dublin with that. And then Town's Dead, you know, very much about uh, the city, the Dublin city, um, and how things are not really progressing maybe as they could. And it's refracted through that lens. Here, I think this is really interesting because Kojak's Phantom of the Affers does what the Fontaines DC uh, talked about doing a lot uh, when they released Skinty Fia. And that's talks about being the Irish diaspora in London and being the person and the feeling, the feelings of guilt and, and weirdness and like, uh, displacement around moving to London as an Irish person mm. uh, for art's sake. And I think Phantom of the Afters is kind of haunted by that decision to to move. And I think it's 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 done really, really well on this album. Kojak embodies a character called Jackie Dandelion, who is kind of this alter ego. It has been suggested, possibly uh, named after the Fontaine's DC song, Jackie Dandelion, actually. Um, but he's <gasps> kind of this like... Possibly. I, never I don't know if that's true. Le- oh no, tinfoil hat on. Totally in yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I think the, the intro sets it up so wonderfully. There's an intro on this album, which is uh, a chant that just says, Jackie took the soup. Jackie took the soup. Because he goes he goes to London. He moves to London and people are like, ah, he took the soup. Um, you know, I mean, traditionally, it's so funny when you see that in, in, in English uh uh, reviews I saw today was like uh, worst thing you can do as an Irish person I was like do you know what that means that means you you give up your Irish uh, identity in order to take um, some food for, and take an English name essentially wait so, what, so what's the phrase took the soup yeah you, what's you took mean? the soup exactly what I said there in, in like the famine time say if uh, your landlord or somebody oh. who's offering you food we said I'll give you I'll give you this food, but you have to give up your Irish name and oh, use right. an English name. I've never heard that so, before. Oh, no, right. okay. That's um, interesting. Well, that's what it's for. That's where it comes from. Mm. And so that's what that's what I'm my understanding of it is now. Yeah, I have to sure. double check it, but that's that's where it comes from as far as I'm aware. So it's like changing your name because in order to uh, survive. Mm. And so it then it, the parallel for that obviously is a lot of this album is written in the backdrop of that uh, move to London and kind of displacement in the um, notes of the album, it says it talks about uh, J- this Jackie character, this alter ego trying to find a foothold in his life, exploring the album, um, uh, traces blurred outlines of childhood trauma, depression, grief and the quest for love while addressing immigrant identity, homesickness, cultural stereotypes and ultimately the reconciliation of the self. Um, it's this willingness to be vulnerable, grotesque even, that's captured in the uh, artwork, which subverts the 
bigoted depictions of the Irish caricatures in 19th and 20th century punch magazine cartoons and sees this particular phantom of the opera removed, not just those distorted masks, but also his own. Now, there's loads on this album to get into. It's very much a very consistent kind of rap album. It doesn't have any of those like... Uh, like Townsdale, the title track had the Gilliban sample and stuff. There's a lot mm. of the, there's guests like Wiki and Big Pig, Charlotte de Santos, uh, Sammy Copley's featured, uh, the band, Leeds band, Got Street Park. But they're all there to serve the overall purpose of the record, which essentially is this very modern Irish hip hop record that does that. Um, I love the the one I'm going to play first is this Wiki. Actually, I'll play the Larry Bird one because I think that sets the scene really well. That's the song that is basically uh, set on uh, when you fall asleep on a flight from London, uh, like Stansted to Dublin. And then it's him imagining himself uh, taking the uh, in-flight um, <laughs> microphone and uh, and uh, rapping. But also it's just built into that thing. It's, it's also worth saying that Jackie Took the Soup intro as well. You can kind of hear like boats uh, um, mm. you know, like horns as the kind of baseline. So I just think it's a really w- nice way of like echoing that kind of uh, Irish immigration story at, in the intro. I think this is very, very clever. So here, I'll play a bit of this Larry Bird song now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome you all on board this flight to London Stansted. I could just have your attention for a moment. I'll tell you about the in-flight entertainment that we've got provided. Give me the mic. I'm Larry Bird before the gross bird. Know the talents within me. If I go before my mind, just don't let them bury her with me. Plan to leave the shirt that I found her. Sometimes I feel too crowded. Sometimes I feel like a cherub pissing in fountains. Like, fuck you, Madibel. It's what I was made to do. Nobody stole your ambition. It's just escaping you. Camera flash. I'm laughing, moving away from you. The frame ain't off. I just move at a different rate to you. Jedi vision, 25, the shop's fishing. No ID, go fuck up the whole mission. Charlotte sweethearts up in the tree kissing And she like it when I spell shit down with my tongue tipping Never felt I've been so broke that I can't fix it Used to draw the tea bags out in the back kitchen Came too far not to use what I got given Now I'm up an echelon, got used to the pop pissing like Got used to the pop pissing Hey, got used to the pop pissing Got used to that pop pissing so that's kind of setting the scene a bit with the album, and uh, I think it's a very clever way of doing it. Like modern, uh, the modern Irish immigration story is a is a Ryanair flight to London and back, you know, mm. um, for most people. So I think it's uh, very true, and I just think it's really interesting. There's loads of lyrics like that on the album. I left the country with a suitcase and a dream to be the very biggest name my little country's ever seen. I hope I, you know, I love you. Call you when I've landed. It features uh, that's the last song on the album, um, which features uh, it's called. Heaven Shouldn't Have You features a sample of Sammy Copley, the Irish singer-songwriter song, Irish Goodbye, about homesickness. I'd love to love it here, the only home I've ever known, and sure I'd miss the evening mist and glistening cobblestones, but it gets late at 10 to 8 by, and leavings in my bones. By God, I'd love it here, the only home I'd, I've known. So I just think it's, there's loads of that kind of stuff in the album. Like There's a song called Fat Ronaldo. Covent Gardens there's a lot of like London references there's a lot of London voices uh, in here as well so I mean it does really kind of paint that picture really well think of me ma and the guilt goes through me these toffs don't get my jargon try open up and they look at me in the pub like someone farted get torn up like a potato pack on a pub table gone scarlet so there's loads of that kind of stuff that I think is really interesting uh, but 
to be honest, the songs I'm that I'm vibing with the most are the Larry Bird song Cabra Drive, a song about growing up in Cabra. <laughs> so there's that. And then uh this one, Johnny McEnroe with uh Wiki is a great fun um Irish transatlantic hip hop uh collab. Let's have a listen to this. I can't take no blame for that, you know that's what I do I didn't bring your girl around me, I didn't make a choose Couple people hate me, couple love to see me lose I just love to disappoint, I'm on to season two Sequel lose my equal in this bitch, I'm one of one Johnny McEnroe, I'm serving like it's dirty love Fuck some people that I probably shouldn't sure enough I don't got no time for looking back, what's done is done Lines on the table, life got a playful Hypocrite I fuck around, but with my woman faithful Moody with the brew, I'm always ripping off the label Devil making work for idle hands and mine are able I'm like Michael, fresh out the boat and getting pussy like a young fiver In the city wide eyed, I'm a first timer On the train with the pilot, like the new Bible Same title I've been heating up, I wasn't cooling off Feet up, now nah, I can't keep my feet from being beaten up I couldn't stop, he just walked until he couldn't walk Sat and thought, what we doing with this next shit do to drive This one going super off, leave the shorties Lucy off Used to say I was a loser, lost, it was all fucking talk Now they love me, rub me off, say they love it, but I swear I love it so just a bit of flavor of that uh, Kojak Wiki song, Johnny McEnroe. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, it's very different, I think, to Town's Dead. Uh, and that's a good thing. I think uh, he talked recently about being dropped from his label, which I think deal with them. So everything he's doing now as Kojak is uh, fully independent with Soft Boy Records. So uh, I think he's doing really well. There's some really great artwork and video stuff going on with this as well. And I think that idea, um, I was wondering about the... You know, the Jackie Dandelion character and where it was come from. And I think it makes a lot more sense now in the context of that Punch magazine kind of um, Irish stereotype stuff. So I think here's an artist doing really interesting things, talking about um, a lot of people, what a lot of people experience in Ireland and, and when they leave, mm-hmm. you know, their relationship with their country, the relation with their family, their relationship with themselves um, and their relationship with their art and uh, work. And with the that, English. So. Who are their friends and, the and their co-workers and the people <laughs> supporting them. You know, it's it's yeah, really yeah. like, it is a really, really complicated um, relationship that we have between our, our aisles. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> okay, well, that's Kojak and the album is called Phantom that's of Kojak. the Afters. Uh, let's have another Irish, um, an Irish woman, Seamat. She needs no introduction, but I'm going to give her one. This is her second album. Um, Crazy mad for me to say that it was, you know, much anticipated would be an understatement. Uh, Also, maybe a bit of a surprise coming so soon after the debut. Um, If my wife knew I'd be dead. Um, I I just foresaw her going away for ages. Um, But she obviously has like a lot of songs. She's a songwriting machine, as we know. Um, But, you know, that that first album was basically all anybody talked about for like a year. I know people who do not go to gigs ever who have seen her like three times. You know, it it it, <laughs> it, it, it she went so beyond even just like the music crowd, um, and really really hit. So it was it was amazing. It was such it was such an amazing story. Um, and so obviously, crazy mad for me comes with a certain amount of pressure behind it. She wrote it. Uh, 
to explore a breakup from kind of various perspectives and various different ways of looking at it finds her I think branching away somewhat from the country tinged pop it's still very much there it's in the roots of her songwriting mm. but she's starting to move into kind of neighboring genres she started she has a lot more kind of electronic in- instruments on this record she has a duet with John Grant uh it, like there there are changes in Camp Seamat but it's still very undeniably her um so yeah let's have a listen to where are your kids tonight featuring John Grant sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm sorry, I got distracted. Because my friend sent me a lot of TikToks of the 1975's Halloween show where Matty is dressed as Patrick Bateman. Because of course Boring. he is. Of course he is. Um, oh, need yeah. a break from him. Um, I, I'm having a break from him, which is really nice. I'm obsessed with someone new now. I thought they were finished. No. For a while. No, they're still, well, they still on tour. No, until the spring. Those okay. spring shows will be the last for a while. I just thought they were on a brief break. No, they were selling the tickets to the shows, which will be the last shows before the break, but they don't happen okay. until the spring. Where are your kids tonight featuring John Grant and CMAT? I think that's a great song. It, it really grew. I liked it the first time I heard it, but it really, really grew on me in the context of the album. 
and so did Have Fun as well, which I think is, is it the last track on the album actually? It is, yeah. I think it's really well placed there. I really like it there. And another song I wanted to highlight from this, just two songs from this uh, record is Rent because it's been a bit of a staple throughout her live shows. There's a lot of, there, there has been, you know, before the album was released or before we saw a track listing or anything, a lot of questions as to whether or not she was going to release this song. It's been a bit of a fan favorite throughout her, throughout her tour. And I think it's absolutely marvelous. So this is Rent. Mm. Slice my hope in two and put it on ice, put it on ice. Your bed and cartoons could have been my life I found lashes on the DVD case You said they were mine, said they were mine Never my style, but I didn't want to get on your wrong side You lied like a kid in trouble to me how she sounds a little bit out of breath in the in the chorus yeah i just love that song it's the song i'm listening to most from the album i have to say i think the first time i didn't listen to it until the day it came out i had i think i had a copy of it but i was like no i want to wait it didn't affect me we'll say in the same way as if my wife knew i'd be dead and i think i think there was a little bit of disappointment that I just didn't get that album again. Do you know what I mean? And then I, I was sort of like, I don't want that album again. Like that album, that first album will always be the first album. And I kind of just like coughed myself on a bit and was like, no, like listen to it as it is and look at the look at the progression she's making, look at the decisions that she's making. I found the album really open up for me. It's a lesson and it's also something that I'm sure everybody listening and yourself, you've had that experience where you're like, oh no, it's not, it's not exactly the thing I like. It's something different and it takes a little bit more time to get used to a new sound or to some new elements in it. But once I gave myself over to it, I really, really, really liked it. And it is one of my favorite albums of the year. I think that first album will just always be so special to me. It was, you know, it was songs that I was like listening to during lockdown. It's just very of a time in my life. And it was a really important album for me in, in my life. Maybe I don't have the same sort of like emotional attachment to Crazy Mad for me yet. But that said, 
I think the songs are fantastic. I think the decisions she's making in terms of where she's going with her music are really, really smart. You kind of see Matt on a song and it not sound like a see Matt song. That's the thing. We're just kind of seeing different elements of her personality come through. And I think the lyrics, particularly on this album, are definitely more mature. She's still funny. She still has her pop culture references, but they feel a bit, they feel a bit more steeped in emotion or they feel a bit more not earned because I think the, the 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 references on the first album are great. Like the Peter Bogdanovich song, I think is just genius. They maybe feel like, like they have a bit more context. They don't sort of come mm. out of left field as much. And I think that's I think that's good, even though that's something I love with the first record. But yeah, it's a lesson for us all. Don't dismiss something just because it's not the exact same thing as you got the first time around. It may still grow. Well, it wasn't like you weren't going to go back to the CMAT album again. No, no, no. But I I was, do you know what it was? It was like, I got to the end of my first listen and I was like, oh no, I'm so afraid that I don't like this. And what if I just end up pretending to myself that I like it? But that's not the case at all. It was just, it was just different. And I I felt like I wasn't ready for for change. Yes, you know, between me and my my best friend Seema, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't done this long enough as we discussed, like reviewing albums and listening to it. You get that feeling an awful lot. Yeah, so you, you do. do end up loving. Mm. Like, I'll, I kind of had that feeling the first time I listened to the Kojak album. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Mm. And then, you know, the more you get into it, you're more like, oh, yeah, this is actually really great. And yeah, um, there's really interesting turns. Oh, and, I mean, I remember having know, it things within Rainbows. Themselves. Like, you know, it's it's just part of like, well, sometimes it feels like maybe it's, it feels like the pressure to react to some or feel something mm. when, you know, that's why, you know, album reviews were also quite difficult to, um, you know, encapsulate. You're like, it's an impression of, of an album after a certain number of listens. Um, so that's quite difficult to, you know, sometimes ascertain. And it's only a, a snapshot of your of your time with an album to that point. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's good. I think that maybe it's more interesting then to get to know it really well and, yeah. and kind of go, oh, yeah, I'm spending time. That's it. I'm, I'm, it should be. I'm still getting to know this album, I think, but it's still revealing things to me and it's still making me laugh. Yeah. And moving me in different ways. And in a way, like that, that's the that's the wonderful thing about music, because we can like much the way that young kids like listen to or watch Disney movies or listen to the uh, over and over again like mm. we don't do that with film we don't do that with many other media or many other art um, in the same way where we want to listen to uh, experience it again and again mm. and again and it does explore and, and uh, give us new perspectives on the work and stuff as well so yeah you can say that with maybe an artwork in a gallery seeing it at a different time different place mood all the things your environment everything affects Mm. how you feel about an album when you first hear it and especially if there's this loaded oh i actually love this artist and i really want to like this that's yeah that's a whole other yeah i think mood i think also I, I've, I've realized that like the ideal listening experience for me on a friday when a new album comes out is not sitting at my desk like i know that now and i have to really try not to just be like okay i'm sitting at my desk i'm working i'll put on the new whatever album in the background and i've kind of realized that that's not um, and actually, I'll talk a bit more about that uh, with an album later. I've kind of realized that I actually need to be paying a bit more attention when it comes to an album like like the CMA album, where I'm like, you know, this is an important artist to me. This is an artist that I love. 
I also need to be bringing myself to the album. Um, You know, as much as the album is bringing itself to me and sort of giving it its, giving it like due diligence so that it it has a chance to move me, not while I'm banging out emails or something. Do you know, I I don't think that's ideal. So I'm kind of learning not to be lazy in my listening as well. So, yeah. Uh, Let's move on to my next choice. It is a... My, an album from a very prolific artist at the moment. One of the artists is very prolific. His name is the producer, The Alchemist. And he's teaming up here with Earl Sweatshirt on uh, an album called War Deer. Now, I did talk about this briefly so uh, previously, so I won't talk about it too much. It was initially released uh, on a blockchain streaming site called Gala Music, which had these NFT purchase options. And that's how the first place you could hear it it was finally released uh in october on streaming services it's 27 minutes it's got this dreamy curt quality to it that's like probably like earl sweatshirt is very like dense can be quite discombobulating rapper he kind of goes off on his own thing sometimes but very much in his own um keeping in time and keeping in 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 a pace with his own work but here i think i just find the the kind of jazz and kind of music vibe passages here are chopped and sample heavy and they just have a dreamy quality to it that i think works really well for what earl does vince staples and mike also feature on the album let's play a bit of heat check which reminded me of something that mf dude might have loved and wrapped over couldn't cope with the dope fiend shit hold that's a whole needle so i can't promise that i won't leave you i put my all in and i broke even profit try to told people chuckle at the known evils i stepped over when they rolled to the bros i lay in low tree yeah. petals of roses and broke treaties little the road i was on swinging i couldn't hold shit with cold fingers in other words niggas don't feel you really Stay on my square like Sicilian slice. Power spread like Jiffy. It made perfect sense. You try and get a bite. I snicker. I caught a whiff of sidewinder, slithering in the vine. And listen, it's hissing like spinning vinyl. This cylinder. Does he check? Here is a little bit of a track featuring Mike all century. at the head. It's time to eat. I need to breach heavy set. Can't dig what I'm saying? Notice that you easily led. So I took a seat at the head. It's time to eat. You remember I'm feeling like Aubrey. Ain't bread nigga hide involved me. I was there in the smile saw. Know me acting surprised when you call me. But imagine I gave you my all. All my flaws and brides of a dog shoe. I got tired of Yeah, there's quite a lot of good rap albums out at the moment. The Alchemist has done uh, is very prolific at the moment. I don't really know why, but he's just releasing loads of stuff. He also had an album called Fate is a Rock, which I mentioned last month with Mike and Wiki. That was Mike there. You just heard Wiki on the last uh, track with Kojak on Kojak's album. And that's Errol Sweatshirt as well. So just lots and lots of really interesting stuff that I'm still getting myself into as well. I think in terms of rap albums, I've heard some interesting stuff. There is. Yeah, Mike has an album himself, uh, which just came out as well which is called Burning Desire. He's coming to Dublin soon as well. West Side Gun has a new album out. There is, yeah, The Alchemist have been releasing kind of like once-off singles as well. And so just really prolific. And then the other album I was thinking of was uh, the Arm and Hammer, yeah, and Billy Wood's album as well. So there's lots to go on there. There's lots of good prominent stuff coming out. We Buy Diabetic Test Strips is the name of that Arm and Hammer, Billy Wood's uh, Elucid album. 
and Billy Woods is uh, one of those dense rappers as well. So just really, really interesting stuff. I love the Aaron sweatshirt, so I think the, the hookup with the Alchemist works really well here. Um, I'm conscious we spent a lot of time already on the first few choices. So let's go with your choice, Andrea. So my next choice is um, my final album uh, for this week's podcast. It is Sofiane Stevens. The album is called Javelin. I, I make notes for the albums and songs that we're going to listen to. And I, I literally couldn't bring myself to write down anything about this album. So we're going to vibe it together <laughs> if that's okay now. Because <laughs> I just, I okay, can't, let's do I, it. I just can't think of a single thing to say. So um, yeah, let's take a listen first to So You Are Tired. So you are tired as the sun. Sofian, oh God, it's been a year for Sofian. He was diagnosed with uh, GBS, Guillain-Barre syndrome, I think is how you say it, which is a immune system disease. He had to spend a lot of time in hospital and in rehabilitating from that, learning to walk again. He was very, very, very seriously ill. And, you know, all the while this album was coming out and then on the day that the album was released. Um, so Sophie Savian has a Tumblr blog where he was giving a lot of updates about his condition and, and his recovery. And he posted a blog post that was, you know, just announcing that the album is out, thanking everyone for their support. And also full thing, one coming out. A lot of fans would say, you know, like, finally he's come out. Like, cause we've, we've kind of known for a long time he came out by telling us that his partner had passed away earlier in the year in March I believe or in, in the spring of this year it was a sort of a an incredibly difficult thing to learn on the day of the album's release that sort of struggle his personal struggle his struggle within his relationship the passing of his partner his health struggles all of that is in this album. You know, it's it's all over this album, often quite explicitly. You know, I was talking about like co- coming to an album with with your whole self 
and giving it a chance. Mm-hmm. This is an album that I was, I, I was, I was reading papers or so. I was doing something relatively passive, working away and I put it on my headphones and was thinking obviously how, how sad that like all of this is and really feeling for Sufjan. When I tell you that I, I haven't had a reaction to an album like the one that I did with this in such a long time. I was sobbing at my desk. I was like, I properly, properly broke down and it hadn't happened to me. You know, I texted you and I was like, oh, I just had my second cry mm. at an album this year because you know, the, the Boy Genius album early, early in the year, I had I had a tear. But this wasn't a tear. This was like, I don't know what this was. It was, it was me at the Antlers live show when they played Hospice <laughs> from start to finish and I was just bawling in the front row, like straight into your man's eyes, like yeah. just the most awkward. And yeah, it was like, it's such an incredible album. It is so full of the things that make Sufyan Sufyan, which is namely spirituality and religion and God and the sort of the the day-to-day sort of divinity that he experiences through his beliefs and love and family and just all of the stuff that makes his music so relatable and so beautiful and so profound but having this context around it was just the only thing I could sort of relate it to was remember when Black Star came out and then I think it was five days later Bowie died and a lot of Mm. people hadn't gotten around to listening to Black Star until after he died and so those people had that experience colored by the fact that not only did not only was this his last album, but he knew that he was going to pass away. He knew that this would be the last album and this was his, this was the last thing he wanted to leave behind in the world and was very like reflexive in that process and very reflective of that. I think that was, that's like the, the most similar experience I, 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 I can think of. It is so, 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 so beautiful, Javelin. It's almost overwhelming and it, and it overwhelmed me completely. So a, a song I, I want to, and I know you have, um, you have a favorite on this, which I purposely didn't choose because I was wondering if you wanted to talk about an, another, other, or an, any other song on this that you want, because I know that you like this a lot as well. But I think my favorite song on the record is called Genuflecting Ghost. Um, and I'll talk about it a bit more after we listen to it, but here it is. Yeah, oh. I mean, I haven't revisited it too much because it's it's a heavy one. Um, mm. 
but it does have a lot of that celestial heavenly stuff and you know that's the thing about about this song that i love so much so the song is about a ghost right and it's you know whether that's the holy ghost or whether it's the ghost of someone he knows or whatever it might be there's the particular sort of like sonic um quality of this song that i don't think i've ever really heard before and it's the way he sort of has he has a little bit of a warble in his voice and there's a little bit of a like a tiny little vibration and it just makes the whole song sound like it's in candlelight does that make sense like Hmm. it makes it sound you know celestial and and kind of in between worlds it's it's such a specific quality and when i heard it first it just completely floored me and i think this was the song that i properly broke down during and obviously the melody is so so beautiful and the his his supporting singers um who i think of uh, a, a, a lot of these singers have been with him you know throughout his whole career and you'll you'll know their voices from um from Illinois and from 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 other albums, but I don't know. It's just it's something about the quality in that song that I just find so it's incredibly visual. And the thing about Sufjan, we're, we're going to do a Sufjan episode soon. A spoiler for everybody, but we are going to do a deep dive into Sufjan soon. Very soon. Very very soon. So I won't I won't go on about it too much here. I do think you have to talk about religion and God when you talk about this album in particular. And the thing that makes Sufjan so convincing when he's singing about these things it's is that there's never been any doubt in any of our minds that he loves god and that he has had a complicated relationship with religion throughout his life you know he's he's a gay man or or bisexual man I, i don't know how he identifies but he's always wrestled with that challenge between, you know, his beliefs and between the church. And, but the thing that he does so well is convey, I guess, the convey really, really well what faith is and what it can do. And I, I just don't think there's anybody else beyond, you know, Mozart writing a requiem or, you know, like outside of kind of, you know, choral church music that really, like makes the case as strongly as he does for for what faith can actually do for your day to day life. I'm I'm not a person who has a faith, but that does it. He, it never feels off limits to me. It never feels yeah. like I'm not invited. It never feels like he's singing about anything that I can't conceptualize or understand by different words or by different concepts. And he's so, so, so inviting with that. And he just, on this album, he gives so, so much. It's it's a really, really, really remarkable um, piece of art. You know, it's, it's, it's probably, I think, like one of his best albums that he's ever released. It's so personal. It's so beautiful. Everything in it is well-placed and just, Perfect. Yeah, it's amazing. But sorry, you you haven't gone back to it much now. Uh, Running Start is a song that I would recommend. I yeah. wouldn't play it now for, for time reasons. But um, yeah, that's the one that grabbed me at first. It's track two, I think, uh, on the album. Yeah. But yeah, just because of the, um, like we said, the celestial choir and all that kind of majesty that he mm. draws from quite regularly. And you're like, most people 
can't do this mm-hmm. so easily and he just makes it sound so effortless yeah as well so i think yeah um i'm it's one to I'm, I'm i'm aiming to revisit soon yeah okay you're up all right um how do i go from sufjan stevens to this <laughs> uh i don't know i'm just gonna play it danny brown has a new album coming out soon this is the first song from it it's called tanter Alright, that's a bit of Danny Brown. Uh, Tanter is the name of that song from a forthcoming album. Uh, November 17th, actually, on Warp Records. Quaranta is what it's called. And again, another track produced by The Alchemist. There you go. The Alchemist is just having his uh, imperial phase at the moment, so fair play to him. And obviously Danny Brown, since he's probably like released an album, has become this kind of podcast uh, icon and kind of like this beloved always a beloved kind of alternative hip-hop rapper as well and just like uh yeah just he has his whole other career now as a as a podcast host that uh just really interesting it's it's wild his podcast is wild and what, his music is what too is it? what what's his podcast what does he do tried to listen to it a couple of times i was like it's fucking wild it just the danny brown show yeah. oh it's a, it, it's not it doesn't have like a format <laughs> it's on youtube and it's stuff just kind of chats uh yeah it's I mean, it's it's like one. Of, I think if you got into it, you would maybe understand what's going on. But uh, he talks about everything, all and everything, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here. Mm. You know, look at the way you're just like, this is. I'm I'm not I'm not into this deep enough to give this a go. Yeah. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> he was like also saying sort of problematic things as well. I was like, mm, no, I'm going to leave that now. Mm. I'll just enjoy the music for a bit. Yeah, if you have loads of of time and you're looking for a podcast, you, yeah, you could probably check out the Danny Brown show. <laughs> I mean, he's all sorts cool. of stuff. He's talking about style with Dave One of Chromio last week. All sorts of bits. So you never know what you're going to get with Danny Brown. <laughs> okay. What have um, you got for me or for us? I have someone who you love and I and I swooped in and I added this um, before you had a chance to because I knew you would, but we're both free to talk about it. Uh, this is a, a new single from Rachel Lavelle and it's called Travel Size. Leave me out to
drip dry Empathy Summertime Empty me Eyes wide <laughs> I was marinating in a melody So high Can't come down from this again If you want to feel That song goes many other places, uh, but we'll have to draw we'll it there. But yeah, the there. album, yeah, the album's out very soon on mm. November tenth. It is called Big Dreams. Uh, she's so great. I uh, I love Rachel Lavelle's music, and I love the weirdness of it all as well. And, and the, her music the kind videos, of high drama. Are oh god, just yeah, they're so good. Standing like she just and she's like in them, sort of like you know acting and she's just seems like just one of those people where you're like oh my god where have you been like we've we just need someone like her she's she's yeah. so eclectic and smart and i i just love the sound of her music i think she has a kind of a laurie anderson thing going on with how she uses like electronic production techniques how she manipulates her voice like when in in that track the first time when she comes in with the drip dry you're like what is this like where mm. is this going yeah so everything's so unexpected music videos are outstanding let me unlock your full potential was amazing um she is playing in the is it the the, the project art center yeah on on 24th november yeah it's sold out i think yeah um get one second hand if you can um, get yourself to it get yourself i've heard to great it. things about her live show i haven't seen her yet um it's great i saw her on music week recently yeah it's uh it's 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 so good it's mm. so um, interesting and so her voice is uh pretty special it's very yeah it's um magnetizing in a way that draws you in it's like it's sucking the breath out of you sometimes yeah um i love it I think yeah i can't uh, i can't gorgeous. wait for the album i think she's she's so so special um, can't yeah. wait to see what she does. Also, one of my favorite line opening lines of a song this year is um, uh, from one of her songs this year. I think is is it Big Dreams? Um, I came for the comedy, I left for the bus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's great. She's amazing. Okay, I'm going to go to Cork now with a young band called I Dreamed a Dream. They have a four track EP called Why Say a Lot, and the reason that I find this is really interesting is because there's all sorts of different styles going on here. The first song is about a, a, the 214 Cork bus. Kind of has a Shannos kind of vibe. It can be a bit dark. I think the band described themselves as experimental. No wave bitch punk. And they also, one of the band, L O'Leary Kelleher, said, uh, and I quote, the EP is a challenge to every teenage girl in Ireland. I dare you to start a band. I absolutely dare you. I love so it. Here, here is Apparition from
Probably the most traditional song uh, of the four here. That is Apparition. There, uh, as I mentioned, 214, an interesting song about a cheating young fella who meets a, a blazing vehicular end on a bus. There's a pretty iconic line in a song called Tintin Haircut uh, that goes, we're going gigging, girlies. And uh, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, the thing I really enjoyed is this kind of humorous uh, closing track. It's called The Bass. Let's play a bit of it here. My mother played the bass. My father played the bass. My brother, he just played the Xbox and I played the bass. My mother played the bass. My father played the bass. My brother, he just played the Xbox and I played the bass. I played the bass. I played the bass. My girlfriend played the bass. My boyfriend played the bass. My lover played me for a fool and then I played the bass. My girlfriend played the bass. My boyfriend played the bass. My lover played me for a fool and then I played the bass. I played the bass. I played the bass. For my breakfast, base for my lunch, base for my dinner, base is so much, base for my breakfast, base for my lunch, base for my dinner, base is so much, I leave it there so you can uh, go and listen to the rest of yourself. That's it's called Why Say a Lot. Fucking iconic. I love them. It's my first time listening I dreamed, to them. I love I them. I dreamed, I dream. I keep saying their name wrong. I keep saying I dream, I dream. It's not a dream, a dream. It's I dream, I dream. I dream, I dream. I dreamed, I dream. I dreamed, the I EP dream. is called Amazing. Why Say a Lot. Yeah, so four tracks on that. Uh, I really like it. And there's actually a video you can watch as well. Uh, online uh, of on YouTube of them playing live and they look really good. I haven't. I actually just missed them by a couple of minutes uh, recently when they played in the complex at a DDR show. I missed that, but um, yeah, I really like what I'm hearing here with this band. And uh, uh, yeah, I think Mike McGrath, Brian, also was a big fan of this. Our our Corkman in residence. Um, mm, I can see he, that he's big fan. Big yeah, into this. So yeah, so that is I dreamed I dream. Speaking of people who Mike McGrath Ryan liked, um, this is John Francis Flynn. Um, new song called Mole in the Ground. I believe this was actually released in September. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't get around to it until this month. Um, That's okay. New song called Mole in the Ground. Sounds like. I wish it was a mole in the ground. I wish it was a mole in the ground. If I was a mole, I'd tear them out.
certainly something you may not expect to hear from John Vance if you're familiar with his most recent no, album before this. It has the dual joy of being an anti-establishment folk song, it's an American song uh, that he's covering, and also making you think about what it would be like to be a little mole in the ground, which I enjoy doing. So yeah, this is a, uh, a cover of American anti-establishment folk song. There's a line about the railroad men, how they'll kill you when he can and drink up your blood like wine. This is from NPR. The city property developers in, in Dublin are, or in Ireland are like a modern day equivalent of the railroad men gentrification vultures, something John Francis Lynn has witnessed in Dublin, a city with a huge housing shortage crisis, which worsened following the 2008 economic crash. The provisioning of care just seemed to go out the window. With the highest rents in Europe and a shortage of affordable housing stock, I've read how many millennials now have to consider emigrating for a better future. So we're back to our, our Kojak conversation. On the back of this, you have those seeking to maximize profits, property owners and investment funds so you can understand the anger and resentment many must feel. This doesn't just affect housing. Flynn has been a strong activist and social campaigner who's also among those who rapidly rallied the support of the public to oppose the redevelopment of the cobblestone pub, a vital cornerstone of the Dublin folk music scene into a hotel. So yeah, I think this is a this is an interesting turn from John F- Francis Flynn. It's definitely, you know, as as the M- MPR, I, I, I think it's MPR, I'm sorry if it's not, as that article kind of floors there, like it's definitely within his remit in terms of the subject matter, but you know, tone, tonally uh, different. But I really like it. I really like his voice in it. I, I like how he sounds a little bit menacing or something. There's something kind of Nick Cave about it, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I put this on my Halloween playlist this week because oh, I was you? like, yeah. it kind of has that vibe. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Go on. Yeah. Man. There's definitely something so, a bit yeah. menacing about it. It's really, it's, it's really, really cool. It's a bit of a theme actually this week from us of mm. kind of spooky stuff. We didn't plan it. We didn't do a Halloween episode this this year, but. We managed it's hard to, get to do it every things. year, but that's a nice it's, way. It's hard to find a new angle on Halloween when, it, when you do a music podcast. But um, that's true. We did, <laughs> but if you want to listen to one, you did a real good one about the the Devil's Chord, Devil's Music. Yeah, 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 I did some. Well, back we also had horror scores as well. You've done that, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we, you go back. We might have done like just Halloween a specials. spooky song one. I don't know. I don't um, know if we ever did that actually. Well. Anyway, too late now. Um, I our loss. Yeah, our loss. But uh, look over the wall, see the sky. Is uh, John Francis Flynn's upcoming album? It's going to be released on November tenth. I'm very much looking forward to it. Great, me too. Okay, I'm gonna. My next song was my second last track. I'm going to pick my favorite pop song of October. Ooh, right. Let's ooh, play ooh, it. Okay. It's by a band called. It's a. It's not a, like a chart pop song. It is. A, it is poppy. You'll hear it now. My Lady Believe of Mercy from now. the Last Dinner Party. Let me be. 
Yeah, that's the last dinner party. Uh, that's that band that uh, you may remember the discourse around them was like, oh, they're in three plants because they're just uh, five women. And uh, yep. they're great. They're really good. They're, that's their third single. You can, I've heard some, they're, all the singles so far have had some sort of classic pop trope or sound. Uh, ABBA has been very prominent. Um, I just see before we came on, they uh, announced a debut album as well. Um, so there is another song out today as well. So yeah, a really good band. It said, My Lady of Mercy is about being a girl, a girl looking up at a painting of Joan of Arc for the first time and thinking that she looks so brave and so beautiful and that she wants to kiss her. And maybe she also wants to kiss the girl who stands next to her in the school choir. Oh, we have all <laughs> been there. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, how dare yeah. you use my experiences <laughs> for your song? <laughs> Get out of my head. Get out says, of my life. Album's <laughs> <laughs> out on February 2nd. Uh, they also say uh, they are inspired by Nine Inch Nails, PJ Harvey and Roxy Music here as well. So, yeah, I think it's great. I think they were on Jules Holland recently as well. So you can check that out. Um, really good band. They're playing here in the Workmans. There's Potter Hosier actually in his Dublin dates and they're doing a late night. Uh, when it was announced, I was like, what's going on here? And then I realized what was happening. They're doing a late night um, gig in the Workmans on a, like a Tuesday night at 11 o'clock or something like that. So it's... Long sold out. Anyway, not that I'd be going to a gig at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night anymore. Oh, no. But you can if you want. You've changed, Niall. You're becoming yeah, a dad. I have. <laughs> uh, big dad energy. That's the last dinner party, my lady of mercy. What, what have you got for us? Cool. Uh, my last current choice from this past month is song from an album I really like, but I didn't include it in the album section just because I, I want to spend a bit more time with it. Um, it's a song called The Kitchen it's by Tandem Felix and it's from the album There's a New Sheriff you I like that song a lot. Uh, it's from There's a New Sheriff yeah. in Town, the second album from Tandem Felix, uh, David Tapley, who I think is a really, really good songwriter. I loved his first record, Rom-Com. I was really surprised and disappointed that it wasn't nominated for the Choice Prize that year. Um, it was the year that I was a judge and I definitely put it forward that year. Um, I think it's uh, yeah it's a criminally underrated album it's an excellent album um i think this follow-up is really really great um it's really good yeah it's i like it a lot really good i th i think that the kitchen there that's that's a great that's a nice uh I, th I think it's emblematic of the sound of the record you know i think he very much wears his influences on his sleeve which i like in an artist you know it's not a wilco kind of like slackery um but i think as well like there's a lot of like interesting production choices on this song. I don't know if we heard too much of it there, but as you listen to the whole song, I I I I think the track is full of tons of like very subtle, very small but very interesting production decisions. Um 
like like there's a nice fuzziness to it. There's a kind of a nostalgic um, tone to it. Um, and I just, yeah, I just really, I really, really like this song. I really, really like the album. Not much more to say about it except that. It's, I just yeah, think it's really good. Yeah, he did good. a nice track by track for us on the website. I saw uh, that actually. Each track on, yeah. There's a new uh, sheriff in town. Uh, I really like the album a lot. I Me think too. it's really good. He's also a neighbor of mine. Is he? There you go. Near enough. <laughs> Down the road. Like, I mean, very close. There you go. <laughs> I could possibly throw a stone at his house if I wanted to. But you Not wouldn't. Will, but you wouldn't I, do that. You know, I probably could. Yeah, I'd have to have a, <laughs> I'd have a good aim. Anyway, <laughs> Tan Felix, <laughs> that's a new, there's a new sheriff. Yeah, and also you, you will song. have heard David Tapley playing a bit of pedal steel around the place on uh, like Saint Sister Records and kind of he's, he's been jumping on a few albums, um, a few Irish albums yeah. around the place as well. So, um, but yeah, very good album. Highly recommend it. Very good. Very much so. And uh, also bonus points for uh, doing a music video in the Lord Edward yeah, restaurant. Yeah, very good video. I can't remember if anyone's ever been to. <laughs> the Lord Edward? Uh, the restaurant. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves the pub. Yeah. I mean, the, the restaurant is closed now, unfortunately, but uh, I don't know anyone that ever went there. Uh, Get in touch. But yeah. Okay. It's, it's golden oldie time. It's also the reason I want to play this is because we talked about bringing back reasons to be cheerful. There are many reasons to do so. And what's more cheerful than a track from William Onyebor? When the going is good and smooth, many main people will be your friend. It is William Onyebor. That's all you need. When the going is smooth and good, many, many people will be your friend. Leave it there. Yeah. Just leave it there. That's William Onyebor when the going is good and smooth. Um, no, I've never heard classic. that before, and that was the best what? experience I've ever had in my life. Oh, what a what a guy! That sounds like Nigerian it was number musician. one, like for twenty weeks in Animal Crossing. Like 
That's yeah. what the little animals listen to and they yeah. love it. <laughs> it's like their yeah. their biggest selling so, track ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know uh, who William Onyebor is, he's a Nigerian musician who got really into synths and synthesizers <gasps> in the 80s and 70s, 70s and 80s and uh, made all this kind of psychedelic pop music kind of ahead of its time and then was recently kind of uh, re-spotlighted by David Burns' Luakabop label with some uh, reissues and stuff like that. And then I think he died about 10 years ago, maybe uh, eight or nine, 10 years ago, something like that. Um, a lot of, there was a tribute album with David Byrne, Hot Chip, Dev Hines and more who uh, recorded versions of his songs. He has great tunes, Fantastic Man, Good Name, Atomic Bomb, Body and Soul are in there. Uh, but that was one of the, that's, there are, there's a quite a lot of bouncy ones. That was amazing. But that's a big bouncy one. I'm going to listen to that That's a big bouncy one. So. <laughs> Thank oh, you for so good. bringing this into my I have, I have my the, life. the album, who is William Onyebor album on vinyl? It's, it's uh, Sunshine in a Song and in an album. So really, really, really lovely. I love that. Amazing. Um, yeah. My Golden Oldie is a song I li- like to listen to at this time of the year. It is a spooky song. It reminds me of Donnie Darko because it is in that film. It is The Killing Moon. And it's by Echo and the Bunnymen, and it's awesome. Great choice. And now such a good soundtrack that and such a good song um, oh yeah nice I'll tell you about the most we're jarring doing, we're, experience we're going casual we're going casual we're, going casual. we're hand holding yeah, the mic let's go casual yeah I'm getting comfy it's it's Q&A time hi how are you <laughs> uh, I'll tell you about the most jarring experience I've ever had in my life was sitting down to watch the uh, director's cut of Donnie Darko and instead oh. of <laughs> that song coming in it's Never Tear Us Apart by NXS and I was like nope excuse me it works fine but it's like absolutely not like this it's iconic like he's he wakes up on the golf course starts cycling away this song comes in echo yeah. the bunny man it's amazing it's such an amazing thing but yeah i listen to that a lot at this time of the year i love that song i really really love that song i love that band yeah so that's my golden oldie two addendums to what we were recently discussing uh First of all, uh, we did an episode recently about the KLF and um, there's a KLF book um, which Stevie G sent me after hearing the episode and I read it and I can't remember what it's called, but I'm just going to find it now. But in one of the stories he talks about, I mean, he do, it is mentioned in the documentary um, that uh, he, <laughs> KLF, uh, Chaos Magic and, and the band who burned a million pounds is the name of the book. Really, really good read. Uh, but Bill Drummond did manage 
uh, Echo the Bunnyman briefly. Yes. Uh, so uh, it is mentioned. Uh, and the big magic rabbit um, is something that is actually on their artwork as well. Yeah. And it all, obviously also echoed in the film as well. So, uh, yeah, really interesting. I'm going to rewatch Donnie um, Darko soon. Um, mm, have you been reading, watching? Uh, what else can you um, do? I'm Read, reading watch, look at things. Fintan O'Toole's book, um, We Don't Know Ourselves, which I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a personal and political history of Ireland from the time, the day he was born, 1958 onwards. I am watching The Fall of the House of, a House of Usher. Me too. Which is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good so far, but it's also cheesy. Um, oh, but it's, what's his name? Mike Flanagan. Like he's. Yes, yes. So if you like. I love him. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House, then yes, you're, you'll be into this. And I think it's, it's good so far. The yeah, best one. It. Midnight Mass. Have you watched that one? Um, which one is that? It's the one with the priest. Mm, I think I gave up on that one. Oh. Is, that on, is that on the island? Uh, yeah, I think it was an island. Yeah. Charismatic priest comes along. Island in disarray. Mm. Start kind of worshipping him. Oh, it's amazing. It's my favorite of his. Okay, very good. Um, maybe a time for a revisit. Mm. Um, in terms of Halloween stuff, I watched that film Host because it was uh, a bit too on the nose when it first came out about uh, a horror set on Zoom. Uh, it is quite scary though. Oh, <laughs> it is very scary. We're gonna watch and it's that. only like 56 minutes long. Yeah, we're going to watch that in the next few days, actually. That's, um, yeah. that's our plan. Which I do it. Yeah, okay. Do it. Um, um, anything else? That's everything, I think. Possibly, I feel like I'm watching something else, but I can't remember what it is. Um, uh, I did my annual reading on Halloween of The Telltale Heart, which is fo- uh, fitting for watching the Fall of the House of Usher. Um, it's like 2,000 words long. No one has an excuse to not read it. It takes like 15 minutes to read it. It's really short. Um, so I read that yesterday. Book-wise, I think, I- I've read a few things recently, but nothing... Nothing so good that I want to kind of mention it. Um, yeah. I have been watching Big Brother. Oh, are, are you okay? Obsessed, completely obsessed with it. They've had a, a whole Halloween thing this week. It's been great. It's so nice to have Big Brother in the autumn when I'm indoors and I want to be watching stuff and they can do the house up like scary and have Halloween tasks and stuff. It's so much better than having it in the winter. It's never occurred to me. Um, Mm. So I've been watching that and that's been taking up essentially every moment of my day, every waking moment of my day is thinking about those housemates. Um, If anyone's interested and is a member of the Juvenalia Patreon, we, Sarah and I talked about our kind of unhinged obsession with, um, one to two of the housemates that we have uh so you can go and listen to that on the juvenilia patreon uh sorry to plug a different patreon but just if you're there that's that's where that is um so i've been watching big brother i've been watching watching bake off i'm just not really that into it this year i don't know i feel like bake off is Uh, wearing off on me a bit i feel like they need to replace noel um, cause like Alison Hammond has come in and it's like, she's always hosted it. She's amazing. She's just like the perfect, um, like tone. Yeah. She's the perfect host for it. And it's sort of like highlighting that Noel is like 
just not as good as her. So I just I yeah I think there needs to be another shake up next season. Get rid of him. Um, sorry to the Noel stands out there. I know they do exist. Yeah, watching Bake Off, Fall the House of Usher. That's it, really. I, we haven't been watching any films because every night at nine o'clock, I watch Big Brother and Harry goes to bed. <laughs> so it's like I'm watching the live streams now. Like I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Well, that's fine. If that's how you want to spend your autumn, it is. Fine. It is how I want to spend that's my autumn. Grand. You can Thank you that. very much. You can absolutely do that. And I will. No problem at all. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, and the new like series I've, of Taskmaster I, is really good too. I'm enjoying that. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I, I just got, I I can't really commit to those shows more than like a single season, like Big Brother, Taskmaster. I know you love Taskmaster. I just can't, time-wise, I just, I've never been great at doing that. Mm. And the same with the Bake Off. I like, I'll get into it for one season and I'm like, no, I don't watch it anymore. I, 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 <laughs> think, I think with Bake Off, that's like, that's probably fair. It is like the yeah. most formulaic show, you know. To the point where yeah, you know sure. which week is going to be bread week every year. Um, but but yeah, it's good. Been enjoying it. Been really enjoying autumn. Been really leaning in. We were talking before we started recording. You know, you noticed I had cut a fringe. It is Scorpio season. I'm unhinged. I am a Scorpio. I cut this fringe myself in my bathroom while listening to Fleetwood Mac. This is my vibe right now. This is how I'm feeling. I feel powerful. And yeah, and I feel connected to the moon. So I love autumn. Very good. It's amazing. <laughs> we have a black cat in this house and I wanted yeah. to call her Stevie because she arrived around this time of year. Oh. And I was like, let's call her Stevie after Stevie Nicks. And uh, but no, it didn't happen. No, um, that's okay. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Patreon.com uh, forward slash Niler9 if you want to support the podcast. Get access that's right. to playlists. Sometimes uh, gig tickets uh, that might either Free tickets be, to Lumo. Yeah, yeah free yeah. tickets to Lumo. Um, and also Discord, which is a community of music fans and musicians and people who for whom music is a very important part of their life. And there are meetups and uh, a music league and general yeah. interesting discussion away from social media. How is that? Yeah, it's very good. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> it's exactly what you need in your life. Probably you just didn't know. It was, yeah, you were, it was missing for sure. Um, yeah. It's good if you like, if you're the kind of person who maybe misses online forums or uh, have never understood what that even means, um, you could find yourself in the Discord having good chats with people and uh, also supporting us while you do so. Yeah, patreon.com. We are doing, um, next week we actually have an event. Yeah, that's next um, week, wow. Which is our Forte listening party in the Big Romance. It is currently sold out. It's very limited. Uh, But we will be doing more of those soon. Uh, more listening parties maybe there was a hint in here somewhere oh, maybe there was a hint Ooh-hoo. do you think so uh, i think they'll maybe, get it um but yeah perhaps we'll let you know very soon about that um and in the meantime enjoy yourself enjoy the spooky season happy halloween kind of over now, but it's not it's never really it's over. never really it's never over. really over there's chance of fog you're probably in a good place yeah for for feeling spooky and I like the darker nights. Yeah. Sometimes they're nice. And they're great for listening to music. Mind yourselves. So, take your vitamin D. Get a sad lamp. Do what you need to do. You got them there? Good man. Do what you I need to do D right to me. get through the, these next few months. The clocks have changed. Everything's different. We're going to be fine. We make we make it through every year. Indeed. It's all good. Okay. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the 909 podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.